you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever35, a podcast about the things we do 
to take care of ourselves. I'm Doria Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are not experts. Mm, mm, mm. No, but we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. It's true. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show. Please follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod, on Instagram at Forever35Podcast. Join the Forever35 Facebook group where the password is serums. And if you want to reach out to us, we have a phone number where you can leave us a voicemail and you can text us at 781-591-0390. You can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com where you can also email us a voice memo. And if you like the show, we do always appreciate a little old rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Showing a friend is, is always helpful too. So, mm. now that that's out of the way. I am very tired. So if I am a low energy podcaster, I apologize. But I had a rough night last night. Yeah. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> well, you know, because I texted you yesterday in yeah. a panic. But someone in my neighborhood had like a night stalkery Golden State Killery experience uh, with a so person. scary person who broke into their home in the middle of the night and like unplugged a bunch of lights and then groped them and then ran away. So oh I God. got this information and proceeded to feel very scared, even though, you know, my home is secure and uh, look, I'm fine, but I'm an anxious person and my anxiety thrives on stuff like this. Like it eats it up for dinner. This is like McDonald's for my anxiety. So I went to bed. I fell asleep at 1030 with the lights on last night. And then I just kept waking up on the hour with my light on and being like, oh, my light's on, but I'm scared. So then I just would roll over and go back to sleep. Like literally every hour I woke up at 1130, like oh one, my God, two, so three. Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, it's my own doing. But then I finally turned the light off at three. And then I kind of like restlessly slept for the rest of the night. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty exhausted today. Um Oof. All that being said, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, well, today's a good day to put on makeup because, you know, my face looks like the face of someone who didn't sleep. <laughs> Except it doesn't. That's right, because I put on. So I got a little package in the mail yesterday from our friends at Tatcha and they sent me their silk powder protective setting powder i'm holding it up you you not got that, it okay not you that anyone else it. can see yes right I, i've not tried it yet though well i was like huh, okay i've got this thing that they sent me why don't i try it out today like this will be fun to tr this is a good reason to try out this stuff and i put on here's what i did i put on some tatcha face primer i put on some jane iredale tinted moisturizer I then touched up under the eye with my Fenty Instant Retouch Concealer, and then I sprinkled the Tatcha powder on my face. And because I don't ever use powder, I got the powder all over me, like all <laughs> over my sweater, all over the bathroom counter. Like it just oh, was like, no. it was like I was, it was the first time. But then I took a picture of myself and my skin looked smooth. Yeah, your skin looks lovely. Well, thank you. It's been a while since I did it, but it was... It was like softened and smooth and my forehead looked very smooth. And I, I was like, is this just powder? 
Is powder magic? I don't know. I never use powders. Like the last thing I think of using, I never use it. It like remind. It feels like a relic in a lot of ways in terms of makeup, doesn't it? To you, like powder, like a well, powder. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. You honor me. You see me. I do, but I think powder. <laughs> is like it's often used to control shine and then there's right. also like setting powder but in our in our lives right now where we barely leave the house it, we don't really have much use for powder but i'm sure other people are using powder right now because as we have discussed on this podcast our lives are not indicative of the rest of the world Indeed, and i want to honor and acknowledge that Indeed, this is the truth. We are just two gals out of billions. <laughs> Again, I'm tired, so nothing I said is going to make sense oh today. But gosh. anyway, I, it was just, it was so like, you know, it was interesting. It was like, oh, this is so easy. I put this on. It took two seconds to slap these few things on my face. I didn't put anything else. No mascara, no blush, no nothing. And I just was like, oh, this, I feel better. Like, That's I'm going to zoom and feel good. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe powder is the secret I'd never thought of before. The secret ingredient. Okay. And thank the you to thank sauce, you to Tatcha. Yeah, thank you for to Tatcha for sending it to me because I don't think I would normally gravitate towards a powder, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. We love and those other products, uh, those other products that Jane Iredale is new, and I'm really liking it. And then the Fenty concealer, I love, and that Tatcha primer, I really like too. So. Just a couple of product mm -hmm. recs to throw your way. I have been meaning to try Jane Iredale. I feel like it keeps coming, like guests keep mentioning it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's partly because I have not purchased makeup in such a long time that it doesn't even like occur to me to buy it. So I haven't done it. But now you're reminding me that I've been meaning to do that. So thank you. Look, when we are vaccinated, we're going to put on full faces of makeup. <laughs> And go to the club. And go partying to the, cl <laughs> to the club. You know, the club. The club that Dory the and club. I love to go to. Yep. Dory's club. Let me tell Dory's you about Dory's club. club. Oh, my God. Look. At Dory's club, everyone wears sensible shoes. Yeah, you don't have to wear makeup to Dory's club. That's the no. thing. No. You could wear your bathrobe to Dory's club. Totally. The music is gentle. It's like a mix of like maybe some indigo girls with like. Ooh, yes. Any Some, anyone anyone who was a, a performer at the Lilith Fair. Is I was going to say definitely on the playlist. <laughs> it's a Lilith Fair playlist. It's totally just a Lilith Fair playlist. Oh my god! Oh, Lisa Loeb is the bartender. Oh my gosh! What a dream! Oh, I love Dory's Club. I would love to go there. And then the VIP the VIP section is just books. Ooh, yeah. And the bottle service is just LaCroix. <laughs> we should note that we did not plan this part of the conversation in our show document, which no, is why we, I'm, I'm really cracking up. We we never do. That's the <laughs> we thing. Never do, I know. <laughs> it's so hard. Also, I just want to say there's no line to get in. Everyone's welcome. And the bathrooms never have pee on the seat. No, and they have a full array of menstrual products. Mm -hmm. Advil, tampons. Cups. Pads, cups. Discs. <laughs> Maybe a natural sponge. 
Yeah, whatever you want. It's just a all whole there. Variety. Yeah. Oh, this and there's is a- snacks. There's a lot of snacks. Yeah. This is a fantasy I'm very into. I'm so ready for the club. <laughs> Dory's club. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Dory, that be- being you. This yes, is a bad. This is a, this was a tired Kate Spencer segue, but you had your life your medical exam for life insurance. You're I so did. grown up. I know. I'm really growing up. Just so proud of myself. Just, you should be. It's a big deal. Um, it really is. Well, it was like, you know, it was one of those things that's been on my life checklist for quite some time. I mean, certainly right. since Henry was born. And I just never gotten around to it. And then I finally did it. And I had to do a medical exam. And the person came to my house yesterday, double masked, etc. <coughs> did the whole like, questionnaire. And then it took my blood pressure like a thousand times and then was like, okay, I'm going to take your blood. And I was like, I have hard veins, just so you know. And she was like, oh, everyone today has had hard veins. And I'm like, okay. And then she couldn't get my blood. And not only that, but she like dug the needle in. And now I have a huge bruise on my arm. Ow. Can I see? And she had it in for like a while. And I was like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's working. And she was trying to like move it around. And I've had my blood taken so many times that like I can tell when it's not working. Yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, mm. and she's like trying to get it. I'm like, it's not working. You didn't get it. Oh, yeah, you that? do have a big bruise. I can see in our video. Yeah. Feed. It's like not Ouch. a joke. It's like all purple. Anyway, so I was like, OK, we're we're not going to do this. We're, I'm not going to let you try on the other arm. Like this is not happening. <laughs> So now I have to schedule a separate, oh, God. a new appointment just for the blood draw. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not a huge problem, but it was just like frustrating and annoying that I finally get around to doing this. And then the person they send, like, can't get my blood. Yeah, it's very annoying. And like injured me. <laughs> so that was... uh and that you that still have to, you have to do it again. It's just like you want it to be done. You know, you want to check it off the list. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's like prolonged. So anyway, hmm. that's what's going hmm. on with me. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that was not a pleasant experience, but I do think you should give yourself a plus one for getting it done or like doing it. You know, that's, that's like, I really thought you were going to say you should give yourself a plus one for the club. I almost, as I was saying it, I was like, (laughs) plus one's the wrong thing, but it does tie into the club theme you established. Does. I got like a check, like a check mark. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I guess I I can't stop thinking about the club. Sorry. I mean, it does sound like a great club. Um, I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but when you brought up the golden state killer, Do you remember a few years ago before they had caught him and he was in the news because, um, you know, Michelle McNamara's fantastic come out and I started getting really anxious about it. And I'd also read that he always targeted houses that were two in from the corner like he never targeted the corner house. He always targeted the house next to the corner house. And I was like, we're we're two in from the corner. And like, and then that night I had like a horrible night terror where I thought the Golden State Killer was like coming to get us. I think we must have talked about this on the podcast in 2018. Because I think we did. 
I was reading, I loved that book, but it, I also had to like talk about it in therapy because it, it terrified me so much. And I listened to the audiobook and I read it. I was like, I couldn't so even, I tried to it. start reading it and I was like, I can't do this. Ugh. But then I, I, then I was like, maybe once they caught him, I was like, maybe I can go back to this. Like now that I know that, you know, he's behind bars. But before that happened, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. No, it's, it's scary. But so. it's a beautiful, it's, she's a beautiful writer. It, it, I loved that book, aside from the terrifying aspects of it. Yeah, totally. Well, <sighs> Dory. Yes, Kate. Let's, let's gear up for a break, because when we come back, we are talking to Sandra Lanchine Chu, who is the founder of Treatments by Lanchine. Yes. And we get into Gua Sha, ch- traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, her favorite oils. Appropriation. Yes. Oh, it's such an interesting conversation. I loved getting to talk to her. And her yes, she's gua, really interesting. Her gua sha tools are very cool. Yeah. All right. We will be right back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me me just tell you why. Yeah, get into it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst now you don't have to worry about it. 
Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass, but this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be 
redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Our guest today is Sandra Lanchin Chu. Sandra, welcome to Forever 35. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I'd love to read your bio just to intro you to all our listeners, and then we will just dig in. Sandra is an acupuncturist, Chinese herbalist, and founder of Treatment by Lanshin. In practice for over a decade, she focuses on treating skin disorders and rejuvenating skin using the unique approach of Chinese medicine, which she believes will transform the future of skincare. Especially trained in herbal dermatology, she uses Chinese herbal medicine and acupuncture to resolve common skin problems like acne, rosacea, dermatitis, eczema, and psoriasis. And in recent years, her work with skin and facial rejuvenation has also received increasing interest and media attention. And she's also, with treatment by Lanshin, you've created some amazing gua sha tools that we were very lucky to get to try. Uh, And I've really had fun watching your videos and learning how to use them. Although I feel like this is going to now really educate me getting to talk to you one-on-one. But before we get into into your experience there. We would love to start by hearing about a self-care practice in your own life. That's what we kind of ask every guest up top. And it can really be anything um, from the big to the smallest thing you do on a regular basis to give you some relief. Um, Well, probably the most common self-care thing I do for myself is I actually do um, needle myself if not every other day, at least a few times a week. And in some cases every day, depending on what's going on in my body. (laughs) So that's, um, and it's not something that I like necessarily have as like a, like every day at 10, I needle myself. It's just, um, you know, I come home from my day and feel my body needing that sort of a restorative work, especially if I'm, if I've been, you know, really using my body in a way that I got really tense. So I love acupuncture and I hope that, you know, as many people can experience the benefits of it because it, it it works so well. It's so true to what it does is that I literally do it on myself sometimes every day, depending on what's going on. That's amazing. I don't think I ever, can you, yeah. Can you, can you kind of just describe how that works? Yeah. So like how I needle myself, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like just the process of it. Well, I mean, it's really just like, you know, needling my patient, except it's just where I can reach. So right. the, the big points that I work on a lot are things that will help free up my neck and my shoulders. So obviously it can't get to my own back, but like, I love getting to the front points and the side points of my neck 
top of my shoulder. And then like hand and foot points are really actually important for releasing tension all over in the body. Um, So, you know, when I think about releasing tension in my neck, let's say, for instance, um, I will work there, but I'll also work um, distant to that. So like in other points that help to relieve the tension in the whole body, because sometimes with tension, it's not just about where it is, but it's about this like general, like overall nervous system holdup that's happening. Do you know what I mean? Like everything in the body is being like held up by the whole nervous system and um, almost like there's a gripping of the nervous system. So there's points that address that, you know, that um, root of where attention can come from. So it sort of, you get this exhale that happens for your whole body and not that includes like my neck, but I think that using the two kinds of points together or the two types of um, those two strategies is, is really powerful. And I do it on myself as well as my patient. We did have a listener ask for a basic explainer for why acupuncture works. And maybe for someone who's not familiar with acupuncture, could you, I know it's a lot to say like, oh, just explain acupuncture in a basic way (laughs) that would could take forever. But what do you kind of tell people who are new to the modality of acupuncture? The first thing I would say is um, I'm going to do my best to explain it in two minutes. Um, But know that it takes, you know, upwards of three to four years to truly understand the practice of acupuncture, which is part of the traditional Chinese medicine system. So having said that, um, you know, what I can give you in a two minute nugget is just a little piece um, of what it is. It's so acupuncture is the practice of using needles and they're really quite small. Um, The gauge is very small compared to like a hypodermic needle that, you know, say a vaccine shot would, would use. So it's the practice of using a fine needle inserted into um, strategic areas in the body. So acupuncture points, which um, lie on a map of your body. So your body in Chinese medicine understanding is a collection of a network. So you, you have a map on your body of these, we call them meridians, but they're channels of energy. So acupuncture is the practice of using needles to um, stimulate these channels and to create an action, to make something happen in the channel, you know, to strengthen the channel or to um, drain a channel or to create movement in a channel so that, um, you know, your circulation improves so that your organ systems are, um, because let me just say that the channels that we work with connect to our organ systems. So Chinese medicine is often, or a lot of it is about addressing the imbalances that occur in our organ systems. And that's the basis of health. So acupuncture is like a way to talk to our organs, if that makes sense, through the channels in your arm, through in your hand, in your foot, in your leg, we can talk to your lungs, we can talk to your stomach, um, we can talk to your spleen and your liver, and and create um, more balance and order in those organ systems. And then when we're able to do that, you feel better. 
so acupuncture is a way to, um, you know, stimulate the health in your whole body using that system, using the channels of energy to talk to your organ systems. If that's one way to understand acupuncture for people that aren't more well-versed in the Western way to understand the body. Another way to think about acupuncture is, um, the insertion of a needle into your tissues is like creating a controlled micro injury or a controlled micro trauma. And so creating micro traumas is a way to um, stimulate the healing process in your body. So it sort of wakes up the um, system in your body that delivers healing to anywhere that the body receives the signal of micro injury. But because it's a micro injury, you know, it's not like in an actual injury, your body uh, has to use energy to heal from that. But a micro injury, almost like um, you could think of it as it stimulates the uh, a restorative mechanism. I don't know if I'm getting too technical here, but it stimulates like a restorative mechanism. Yeah. And so you feel better. And and how is that used um, or how do you use it uh, in, as part of treating skin and treating skin issues that people come to you with? Well, um, there's many layers to that answer. And the first is that um, in Chinese medicine, skin issues come from deeper down. It comes from looking under the hood, right? If the skin is the hood, there's there's definitely, if there's a problem on the skin surface, there's definitely imbalance happening under the hood. So deeper in the organ systems, for instance. So acupuncture can address those kinds of imbalances that are occurring deeper within. But I will say that in my practice of um you know, treating dermatological conditions. My primary medicine is herbal, is the herbal medicine. Like I don't rely on acupuncture so much to treat, let's say, eczema or to treat psoriasis or acne. Um, I use acupuncture as a support to my herbal treatment. Um, So for, and I think because dermatological conditions really are with any medicine difficult to treat. So it's like you always have to reach for your most potent medicines. And I believe that herbal medicine is, um, is one that reaches, reaches into the skin system better because you have to take herbs every single day, whereas you're not really getting acupuncture. At most people are getting it maybe twice a week at most, and that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so herbal medicine is a much... Um, more effective way there, just given the way that, you know, the structure of people's lives, how they can, how they can, um, you know, make space, like people can't make space for acupuncture, like every day. You have to, I like, wish that would be, office, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. But you're right. It's not, it's not but something like you that... would. Yeah. Sorry, go and ahead. And to, to reach, um, heal, to get, to get to the, deg- to get to the level of acupuncture that you would need to heal, to need to do to heal the skin. I think you'd have to do it really close to every day. Um, so, and you know, who, who can really do that? But, um, except so that's you getting to do it, it to yourself every day, <laughs> except me. Yeah. <laughs> me and other ac- trained acupuncturists. Um, 
And then I would say that um, the other way to think about it, like in terms of facial acupuncture, which is more directly treating, you know, the areas of concern, assuming that your skin condition affects your face, um, you know, you're able to create those, um, those effects that I was talking about earlier, where you can use the needles to really stimulate the blood circulation. We would say the qi circulation, which is like our Chinese medical term for energy. So these are really important elements of, of Chinese medicine practice is, you know, looking at things like blood, uh, energy, fluids, and how well those things harmonize. So like in the face with facial acupuncture, for instance, um, you're working to do that in the actual face itself, but no facial acupuncture treatment is complete without addressing, you know, the whole system. So, you know, at least in my practice, if you come for facial acupuncture, you're really getting a whole system, a whole body treatment, yeah. and then we'll come up and focus locally, we say, on the face. And and where does gua sha fit in, into that? Like, what what is that also part of the treatment for you as, as a practitioner? Yeah, so for me, um, as with, I believe, all TCM practitioners, every, no treatment is created equal and treatments are like snowflakes. There's no two treatments are alike. Anything with Chinese medicine, whether it's gua sha or acupuncture needs to address your individual needs and the, your individual circumstances. Maybe we should back up and just ask, because I feel like this is something where I'm still learning is, is what is gua sha? It's, it's, and we'll get into kind of how it's becoming very appropriated in wellness culture. Uh, but to start, could you tell us just in general, again, I'm asking for generalizations, but what is it sure. and, and how does it, how does it affect our skin? Okay. So I'm glad you asked because it's, it's important to know that, so gua sha is one of several different tools that we use in Chinese medicine. So we, um, we use needles as acupuncture. We use herbs, we use a gua sha or cupping or something called moxibustion. These are the main tools that you'll see um, a Chinese medicine practitioner use. So gua sha is one of them. And gua sha is a, um, it's the practice of frictioning the body using a smooth tool. And um, it is thousands of years old. And it is um, done on the body. So most people right now are learning about gua sha as a facial practice, but it this is just a branch of gua sha. Gua sha is actually this, its own larger practice of healing in Chinese medicine. And um, it's used for many different conditions. The area where it's most standardly applied is like on the back and the neck. So if you Google it, that's where you'll see pictures of gua sha appear that look scary to someone that isn't familiar with it. I had it on my uh, on my arms and um, for tendonitis. And it was uh, like the the redness at first it is it can if you've never seen anything like that before. It is like, oh, wow. Yeah, I um, when I was 
you know, early on in my practice, back when fewer people have ever tried, had ever tried Chinese medicine at that point, um, I would often have to tell them, look, you're going to look like you got like thrashed by an alien. (laughs) But um, (laughs) because it kind of looks like that. It looks alien and freakish. Um, But it doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah. It you actually feel better afterwards. So um, there is a couple instances where I remember my patient's partners got really mad at me because they didn't know what happened when they saw, you know, my patient and they thought they got protective and they were like, wow, Who did that to you? What did they do? <laughs> so um, now most people are familiar with it, but um Standardly, it's practiced in those areas or like in the acute location of pain as in like for you on your arms, right? And um, it's this frictioning process where it's like this scraping motion, right? It's this repetitive scraping motion that brings out, um, you could call it toxins, you could call it stagnation, you could call it impurities, but it's basically like pulling out the um, stagnated, the product of blood stagnation out of your tissues. So that's what all that red, rashy looking thing is. It's actually good. So, you know, when you're a practitioner and you're doing gua sha and you see that, you're like, yes, it's coming out, (laughs) right? And so (laughs) um, you just have to understand when to do it and when not to do it and who to do it who it's appropriate for and who it's not appropriate for, right? So um, that is the practice of gua sha. It's a healing practice. Now, facial gua sha is like a branch of that practice where, of course, we're more gentle with it. Uh, We slow it down. The goal is not to... um, The goal is not to express that red, rashy um, situation that we call sha. Um, so gua is like the friction or the scraping and sha is that red, the technical term is patekia. Um, but it's the goal in, um, gua sha is generally to get that out of the body, except when we do it on the face, obviously. Right. So when we make it more gentle and softer, you prevent that from happening, the sha from happening. Um, you mentioned that some people are good candidates for gua sha, some people aren't. Uh, who should be doing gua sha and why? Who should be receiving it or um, yeah. applying it as a practitioner? Sorry, I meant uh, who should be receiving it. Gotcha. Um, so generally we apply gua sha for people who are having a lot of acute pain, acute or chronic pain conditions. Um, it's a great practice for um, helping someone who's about to get a cold or flu. Mm. Like this is actually very commonly applied in that situation. Like often in Chinese families, your mom or your grandma, or your auntie, like you're feeling sick and you're coming down with a cold. In my family, it was, I was forced to drink a hot cup of freshly brewed ginger tea, which I hated. Um, and then, <laughs> and um, it made me hate ginger for a long time. Um, and, or, um, you know, your mom or or in case, this case, my auntie was like the expert in this, in my family, she'll break out something like gua sha and do it on your neck, on your shoulder and you'd feel better. So it's definitely a practice that's used for, um, you know, healing and for 
restoring health to the body. But the kinds of situations where you might not want to do gua sha is, um, it, you know, people that are really, we call it like, we call them deficient conditions, people that really have like super low energy, they get cold easily, they're easily fatigued. Um, you know, this might be someone with like a, like a pretty severe, like hypothyroidism or hypothyroid kind of presentation. When people are super lacking in energy to the point of like extreme fatigue, for instance, and like freezing cold in the body, they're not really the right person for gua sha because gua sha is going to take a little bit too much out of the system, which is fine for most healthy people. Or if you have you know, we call it an excess condition. Like if you're having like a ton of pain, let's say in your shoulder Mm. and you touch the shoulder and it's just like hard and doesn't move, Mm. that's like an excess condition. There's too much there and we need to like, um, we need to, you know, vent something out of there, if that makes sense. So, um, for generally healthy people, it's, 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 um, it's appropriate for, it's just knowing how to identify what kinds of health conditions is a little bit too um, lacking in energy for this practice. And that's why you want to get it always from a trained Chinese medicine practitioner, because we're trained to know what to look for. Um, We would even say, you know, when a woman first is menstruating, you know, kind of avoid it even then, because that's a, uh, that's a time in a woman's, um, you know, month that your energy is really low, right? Cause you're bleeding. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I tend to avoid it, uh, during the period as well, unless something really crazy is going on and it's going to give them relief. You try to not do it during the period. Okie dokie. Let's take a break and then we will be back in a flash. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, 
our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right, we are back as promised. You've made these beautiful um, gua sha tools for the face and body. And thank you. Um, yeah, I've been really learning good. by following your videos. Um, but how, if someone is completely new, which I think Dory and I basically both are, um, to doing gua sha on your face, and and we're doing it at home, not with a practitioner. And you mm-hmm. get a tool, which I have here. I have your yeah. pro tool, which is gorgeous. Uh, how do you, you how do you how do you start, and how do you do it correctly, or learn to do yeah, it correctly so, as just a layperson at home? Mm-hmm. I think you have to have some kind of external resource, right? Besides just like a little. Sometimes they come with like mine comes with a um, picture, pictorial. Uh, I just don't think that's really possible to learn from. It's really just there as a reference guide. Um, And a lot of tools come with that kind of material. So with gua sha, unlike a jade roller, which is very intuitive, right? You just roll it around. Um, Gua sha, you do need some kind of resource. So I think that you do need video um, tutorials to help you understand how to use it if you're brand new, right? Um, and so it's either that or like some kind of online class or well, because of the pandemic an online class, but I used to have in-person classes. So that would be another way to learn. Um, so I think that that's probably why there's so many tutorials that exist is because you do need that in order to do it successfully. And, um, and just to even get an idea of where you're supposed to guide the tool. So, um, that's why I made videos for it. And, um, now there's just like, everyone makes a video (laughs) for gua sha. Yeah. It seems. Can you talk a little bit about your own kind of career path? Because it's, it's, it's really interesting. You first worked as an investment banker and then you switched to studying Chinese medicine. So can you kind of tell us how that happened and why you did it? Yeah. Um, it's so funny. Like, thinking back to that time, it just, it wasn't planned. None of it was planned. It was just like, you know, looking back, it's like, oh, I was definitely following some kind of path, but I didn't know I was doing it then. Right. So yeah, I, um, well in, in college I was pre-med, like I thought I was going to go and study medicine and I had a lot of friends that were doing that and I saw what they went through and I just mm. didn't want to put myself through that. And I didn't feel connected enough to, you know, medical practice in the Western way, you know, so allopathic medicine, I just wasn't feeling connected to it, to put myself through everything you have to put yourself through to go to med school. So, um, 
I, w- I got my degree was in economics. So I thought, okay, well, let me see what I can do with that. And honestly, I really didn't know what I wanted. I just kind of had, you know, my education and pursued what I thought I could get because of my education. So I ended up in investment banking, which was a nightmare for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I um, hated it. Of course, you know, it was uh, 180 to 100 hour work weeks oh at age God. like 24, you know, and it was intense. It was, I thought it was brutal. And um, it just really, during that time when I was in doing investment making, I felt like an 80 year old woman. Like I was, I developed this pain condition that was chronic, uh, didn't know what to do about it. Um, I never felt like taking pain meds. So, um, you know, I ended up using Chinese medicine to heal myself. So that was, and that was probably my most significant personal experience with Chinese medicine, though growing up, um, you know, Chinese culture has Chinese medicine embedded into it. So when you grow up, like my parents immigrated, so you grow up learning the medicine, like you're sick, you got to drink hot ginger tea, you know, you're not allowed to go out with, without a scarf. Um, if it's cold or windy out, um, you're never going to bed with your hair wet. That's all Chinese medicine, right? Don't go swimming on your period. So I grew up with the medicine without knowing it. And then, um, you know, in this period of my life, when I was an investment banker, I really used it to heal in a, and it was just a, such a like profound experience of healing, um, that I felt like it changed my life. And it did because it was ultimately the thing that got me to a place where I could really look at my life and have the courage to leave what wasn't working, which was the investment banking. So I knew enough to leave, but I didn't know enough about where to go yet. So I sort of traversed the corporate world for a little while. And um, finally, you know, maybe three years later, and by the way, you know, through all of this time spent in these different corporate jobs, I was able to, you know, cultivate, um, you know, I was really cultivating myself on like a spiritual level. So, mm. you know, going to, um, I don't know if you guys know Omega up in mm-hmm. upstate New York, going to Omega all the time for workshops on Buddhism or meditation, you know, really like developing myself that way which helped me, I think, feel like I was um, coming into more of my true self, if that makes sense. And so that at one point, it just, there was no, there was no doubt that like I was going to go to school for Chinese medicine, just based on all of those experiences of self-learning and and using it to heal, it became really clear. And, And so that's when I put myself into um, school, which is, it's a master's degree program, um, for Chinese medicine and the rest is history. We wanted to ask about wellness, whitewashing appropriation when it comes to practices like Gua Sha. Um, how do you think consumers and, and someone who might be coming to the practice of Gua Sha specifically for the first time can 
you know, work against appropriating these practices and coming to them in a way that that honors honors their um, their inception and and what they mm-hmm. are rather than you know whitewashing them because I think you know you mentioned like going yeah. on YouTube and looking at videos of people teaching gua sha and it's a lot of like white influencers um, mm-hmm. and obviously that's not where gua sha originated right. So I think that it's important for people to understand a couple things about gua sha. One is that it's from um, the Asian culture. And um, two is that it is a formal medicine practice. So what you need to know about it is twofold, right? One is to understand its cultural origin. And, um, and, when, and two is the medicine practice of it. And the reason why that's important is because um, here in the States, because it's such a foreign concept, gua sha, uh, whereas in Asia, it's something that lives through your family because, you know, like I was saying earlier, your aunt and your mom and your grandma, they all know how to do it. It was passed down through lineage. So there's an inherent understanding of how to work with it, what to do and what not to do. Um, but here in the West, I think it's important that people understand this is a formal uh, medicine they have to be formally trained in. And um, e- and we should treat it more like a medicinal uh, modality than just something that, you know, lay people know how to do. And because you don't get that background from your family here. So um, I think that consumers need to look for train TCM practitioners if they want the full story on Gua Sha. They want the real deal. Um, You're just not going to get that from someone who's not TCM trained. It's just not possible. Um, And so, and also I think it's important to know that it is from Chinese culture, right? It's from Chinese. um, It's yeah, it's from, it's from Asian culture. And the reason why that's important is because to truly understand gua sha and to know how to use it properly, you have to understand the culture and the way that this culture perceives the world. You know, like why would scraping something on your skin help you, right? So you need to understand that from a Chinese point of view, not from like, if someone's giving it to you from a Western point of view, I keep hearing things like, Gua Sha is a lymphatic drainage technique, and it's not. Mm. That's a Western interpretation mm. of a Chinese practice. So I hear that all the time, and I hear that 98% of everything I read about Gua Sha is that it's labeled a lymphatic drainage technique, and it's not designed to work directly with the lymphatic system, but it does have lymphatic system benefits if that makes sense. So I think for consumers, they need to understand that um, it comes from this culture and that it's revered by a culture, right? The Asian community and the Asian culture, it's, a, it's really special to us. It's, it's one of those things that we grew up with that um, our you know, family helped us use to help us feel better. And so when we watch it being um, used in such a way uh, to like, uh, you know, for people to sell a trend, it feels disrespectful and it feels offensive. And though I know that that's not intentional, it's one of those things where the lack of understanding that feels 
still offensive, even if it's not a direct, like, insult, if that makes sense. So um, I don't know if that totally answered your question, but I, I just think that that's the, um, that's why we need to think about it. We, why we need to apply a little bit more thought when we purchase or consume practices like gua sha um, or, and others like from Ayurveda. There's a lot of Ayurvedic practices that don't get proper credit to Ayurveda and people just don't know. Um, one, one, you know, I've heard from several people now that they didn't know that gua sha was an actual thing. They thought the cosmetic industry made it up um, oh, wow. because it was such a big trend. Yeah. And one woman who told me this in particular, she said that the only reason she knew that it or came to know it to be a Chinese practice is because her daughter's best friend's mom is Chinese. And she was like, no, that's, that's from my culture. <laughs> that's gua sha. Wow. And wow. so when I heard that, then, you know, when people throw around this concept of like harm, right? Like you hear that a lot in conversations about cultural appropriation is that it creates harm. And I think that's such a abstract concept, but that's a direct example of the kind of harm it creates is that um, now the culture is completely erased out of mm -hmm. this practice. Yeah. And um, so that's a clear example of the harm. And, and, you know, it doesn't benefit the end user to have that missing link, you know, yeah. to not know, it just doesn't benefit you. So yeah, that's it's it's quite a it's quite a big problem right now, actually. Thank you. Yeah, for that's why. It. Yeah, and that's why I feel like your your videos are especially the right spot to start with. So I hope Thank anyone you. who's listening who's interested um, checks them out first because I often am standing in my my husband has been finding me like standing in my bathroom at night. <laughs> watching like backpedaling <laughs> on these Instagram videos and me like trying to figure out how to <laughs> what I'm doing. Can we talk about your skin? Um, can you? <laughs> sure. Can, <laughs> let's talk about your skin. Um, can you let <laughs> us know what what is your skincare routine morning and night? So my okay, so it's pretty actually basic, but there's a few key parts of it. So um, obviously cleansing. And I like to use like an oil-based cleanser. Um, my favorite cleansers are oil-based um, that emulsify with water contact. Do you guys use those? They're like cleansing balms mm -hmm. or like cleansing yes. oils. Is there a specific one that you like? Um, yeah, there's a few that I like. The one I'm currently using now is one of my favorites. It's by Mahalo. Uh, do you guys know Mahalo? Mm -mm, yes. I and I, I've seen you use their oil too, I think. Yes, in the bamboo. Yeah, the bamboo yeah. I've never tried containers. their products. Yeah. Um, so Mahalo has this cleanser that's just a beautiful experience. So I like for some parts of my skincare routine to be that like sensorial experience. Mm. So that's that's this cleanser, and it's effective. So it's this like beautiful balm that emulsifies, you know, with water. So I'll use that, and then. Um, this is really important to me and for not only myself, but all my patients is I teach them about the hydration mist. To me, this is like such a key. Thank you. Um, my favorite kind of <laughs> product. See, right. And like, yes, it's so key. And it's just like, 
it has to be in everyone's. I have very few rules because I feel like skincare is very individual, but this is one of them. You have to use a hydrating mist. And you you use use a hydrating mist. You use the Josh Rosebrook hydrating accelerator, which I feel evangelical about. It's so good. (laughs) It's such a good, again, you know, skincare is so individual, but that hydrating mist, it's called the hydrating accelerator, is one that seems to work across almost all skin. And as far as my experience goes, and that's rare to come by one that so many people like, and that actually works for skin type across, you know, m- the many different kinds of skin. Um, that's a great one. I also love um, Marie Veronique. Do you guys know her mm-hmm. products? Um, I love the Marie Veronique Balancing Hypotonic. I also love her pre and probiotic mist. Um, I like, gosh, now I'm, now I'm like totally blanking, but I will often rotate different. Um, those are probably my top two that I use a lot, though. Honestly, Josh Rosebrook and the Marie Veronique. And then after um, you so, after you do a mist, what's your next step after you hydrate with a mist? Well, um, I should say that when you hydrate with a mist, I often do multiple rounds of it. So you know, and and I will press and massage that mist in as if it was an oil. So that I also think is a really key point. So if you don't do that, try it and see if you notice a difference. Um, And then I use um, serum actives and then use my actives. So I like to use um, a vitamin C and um, a vitamin A product. And lately I've been using, I know it sounds like I use like a thousand things, but I just like to always- That is not a thousand things. No. I'm also- yeah, okay, thank you. I'm also using a bakuchiol serum. Mm. So, um, and then if I feel I need additional moisture on top of that, I'll use a facial oil on top or a facial balm just to seal everything in. And that's and what, it. What brands are you using for the vitamin C, vitamin A, bakuchiol? I use, um, I will, um, right now I'm using a brand called Environ which is a more of a clinical brand. It's not really like the kind of brand that you see in sort of like the clean beauty world. Not that it's not clean. It's in the naturals and organic world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, when it comes to actives, I really like to use these clinical brands where um, I really vet like the formulator. In this mm-hmm. case, Environ is um, Dr. Des um, Fernandez. And this guy is just like a skin. I mean, he's like, you want your skincare formulator to be a doctor who is obsessed with his own skin. And that's who he is. He's also, you know, a skin cancer specialist. So um, I love his vitamin A products. He's really expert in formulating vitamin A in different ways um, of delivery. So you can really customize the right kind of delivery method of vitamin A, whether it's retinol, whether it's like um, the retinol palmitates, um, it's just a, it's a wonderful company to look to for vitamin A. Um, and then <clears throat> I'm currently using the vitamin C. I sometimes use it. I'll rotate between the Marie Veronique vitamin C, which I really like. And also, um, there's a company that I've been using a lot lately called Isden. Do you guys know Isden? No, no. They're like I photo, don't. they're like photo damage specialists. So, their brand kind of came about because they made a lot of products that targeted 
um, skin that had been, you know, hyperpigmented from photo damage and um, just those types of things that can occur from sun damage. So they have great vitamin C's and um, they have a couple, one that's geared towards melasma. So it's like a vitamin C that's sort of packaged for melasma and, and then a vitamin C serum called Flavo C if you want to know. De- I love getting in detail. So stop me if this is too much, too no, granular. Um, but like that, and they uh, stabilize it with um, ginkgo biloba, which I love as an herbalist. So um, I like looking to these kind of clinical level um, companies or brands for my actives. Um, in the natural world, I also love Marie Veronique for that. She has a great vitamin C and a great retinol serum. And Josh Rosebrook also just came out with, um, I forget the exact name, but it is an oil. I think it's like nutrient day oil or something like that. Hmm. Or nutrient active oil with a retinoid and um, vitamin C in it. So I like incorporating stuff like that. Well, we should, we should mention that in addition to um, the gua sha tools that you make and sell, you, you also sell skincare products on your website. So if anyone's like, what was that? I mean, we'll list them on our site as well, but that you can, they can find them on your website. Yeah. I, um, these, the, the, what you see on my website is sort of the collection of things that I pull from for my patients. Mm. So it just, we just put them up online, you know, so that, um, they could order them. And also, so you can see what I tend to use and what I find successful in my practice. So that's, that's the curation of what you see on my website. Well, Sandra, this has been, I mean, I feel like we, oh God, we, we could go revelatory. Uh, yeah. So it's been, we've taken, we've gone longer than we said we would, but this has been so interesting and, and informative. And I've, I've loved getting the chance to talk to you after using your products. So thank yeah, you so much for taking the, my taking pleasure. The time. Yeah. This Thanks is for awesome. having me. Oh, it's been it's been great. And if our listeners want to learn more about you, about the services you offer in person or online, um, where are the best places to find you? Um, uh, Lanshin.com, uh, our website. And um, you can find us on Instagram as well at treatment by Lanshin, all one word. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about skin, beauty, Chinese medicine. I feel like I could talk for hours on it. So it's such a pleasure. And I love having the opportunity to talk to more people about it. And so thank you so much for having me. Dory, I did, I did just want to reiterate, I know we talked about this in the interview, but if anyone is looking for great gua sha tutorial videos, I think Sandra's are the best. And that's how I've been learning. Like I put them on my phone on Instagram and I sit in my bathroom and I, and I learn. Yeah. You've so, really become like a student of gua sha. You know, I just, I, I find it to be very physically calming. It, it really like, it feels really good. And it's just, it's kind of an, a lovely, I like doing it before bed. It just something about it. I don't know. makes my body feel good. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Moving on to the uh, intentio zones here, the intention zones. Yes. Okay. Well, last week I committed to eating cookies. And how'd that go? Nailed it. Oh. And, and I committed to doing it mindfully and without judging myself. And? 
because I'm working on my compassionate relationship to food and my body. And it was great. Like I just good. It was pleasant. It felt great. Oh, good. That's so nice. Can I ask which Mm. uh, variety of Girl Scout cookies you were consuming? Okay, well, I will do a Thin Mint. I love a Thin Mint. And I Mm. bought a bunch. But I will say like, my favorite in recent years is a new flavor. It's the Girl Scout s'mores flavor. It's Mm. so good. It's very sweet. It's really good in a cup, like dipped in a cup of tea if you're taking like an English breakfast break in the afternoon or maybe an Earl Grey. Mm. Ooh. It's a really good like tea dipping cookie. Actually, like cool. I might go have that when we get done with this podcast recording because it sounds Yum. really good. So that was my, yes, I've just been kind of like honoring my, when I want one, when I want them having them. And then when I don't, just being like paying attention to that and, and where that's coming from, you yep. know, and, and like not attaching morality to food and to eating is, yeah. a, really, is a real practice of mine right now. Mm. So this week, I am going to focus on something that I actually started doing this past week, which is okay. that I've been waking up and going to start work at 7 a.m., I love this. Of my own accord, like not because I, I have a meeting at 7 a.m., but I've been going, yeah. working on my book revisions and manuscript, and it's been really nice. Like I have a fresh brain first thing in the morning mm-hmm. as opposed to like trying to do it until, I mean, I work until five or six anyway, but it just has felt like it's the best time for my brain to work. I love that. I love that. If yeah, I didn't also, have a 22-month-old, I, I would I would totally do that. Yeah, I mean, I I always the night before I'm like you're I say to Anthony and I'm like I'm not gonna you're getting up with the kids like you're you're dealing with all of it. Bye, I'll yeah. be in the office. So I mean, maybe when Matt is done with work, I could do that go. because you know right now he leaves the house so early that 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 won't work for us. Yeah, but, hmm, no. you're giving me some ideas, Kate. All right, Dory. Well, I like to. I like to spread the gospel of the Thank 7 a.m. <laughs> All right, let's let's look at your last week because you were going to check things off your life checklist. I feel like you did that even though it resulted in a bruise. I did. And I also mailed some things that had been just like sitting in my bag to be mailed for quite some time. <laughs> I have um, those too. So I feel I, I feel <laughs> I felt good about that. Um, and then this week, I I feel like disoriented with my clothes, and I think mm. I need to do another like go through and see what fits and what doesn't, and what I want to keep and what I want to get rid of. And I I know that I'm like perpetually doing this, but lately I've just been like, uh, oh, what do I have? What is what is happening here? <laughs> so I think it's time, and maybe you know. Spring is upon us. Maybe this is a a spring sort of cleaning activity that I'm embarking on. Oh, you know, it is spring cleaning time. Yeah, exactly. So Mm. just going to theme it, you know. Why not? Look, anything to get you through the seasons. That's so true. (sighs) (sighs) Well, I'm trying to think of a pun for March, but I can't think of one. Those Something will be about, your marching orders. 
Yeah, there we go. I was all my brain was like ants marching the Dave Matthews band song, but that's not <laughs> how do I make that into a pun? Uh, well, Kate, it's been a pleasure as always, and I just want to remind our listeners that Forever Thirty Five is hosted and produced by me, Dory Shafrier, and you, Kate Spencer. Produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Sam Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is Acast. And we'll talk to you all again very soon. It's all happening. Thanks, Dory. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye.